0: Wants it to first. champions. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are Super Bowl 55 champions, led by Tom Brady. The long wait has ended. After a half century, the Milwaukee Bucks
1: are NBA champions once again. And Lightning has struck twice, in the Tampa Bay Lightning. there episode number 95 of for future considerations a lot of southern ontario is digging out from a massive snowfall i don't know how you guys are doing my good friends matt and manny are here for episode number 95 guys how was your week
2: i'm outside in shorts right now i don't know what's wrong with you guys
3: yeah snow what snow (laughs) i had to cut the lawn today (laughs) 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 Seriously. It's it's cold. It's cold. Matt's a it's brave cold. man for going out in shorts. But there is no snow on the ground whatsoever. And that's how I like it. Keep the snow over shot. Did you get much after that storm earlier in the week?
1: Yeah, we only really got about a centimeter or two. So we were laughing. Everybody up in Grey Bruce is laughing at everybody in Toronto. They got it for once and we didn't, so
3: Did they call in the army yet in Toronto or what's going on?
1: (laughs) That was the big joke and they haven't
2: yet. The premier was out there. So he's he's used to digging holes by
3: now. (laughs) He was using a beach shovel. Like (laughs) where's his real shovel? It is January. January. (laughs)
2: <laughs> i thought i saw him using a rake for a little bit like how, how the hell how the hell's is that gonna help
1: <laughs> well if there's a family that's used to moving white stuff around it's them so oh, oh, my, god. oh my god
2: we'll see you on friday
3: for the ot <laughs> yeah <laughs> <Mike Jesus. drop. laughs> George Costanza, leave wow. the room. Oh, 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 my God. And on a high, John Rashad.
2: Wow.
1: Amazing. i until we get sued.
3: <laughs> wow. Well, he, he'll wait till he loses the election and then come after us. So. Oh, it's, wow. I don't know if we can top that, boys. I don't know if we can top that, but it's been another great week of feedback from our listeners and social media followers. So <laughs> thank you to everyone for reaching out, and thanks for listening, too. Oh,
2: that's one of the funniest things I think Brashat's ever said. Ever. That was great. Social. Speaking of social media, we're going to get into this uh, later on in the week as well, but uh, as you know, Twitter's back. If you're continuing to follow the stock market, it keeps on going up. It's gone up every single day since they put us back in place. Podcast FFC on Twitter and Instagram for future considerations on Facebook as well.
1: That's right. We have more great questions to share for the debate show today. And we got plenty of response from uh, last week's OT with our good friend, JD Moffitt, who not only talked about radio and his career, uh, a few people had some things to say about karaoke.
3: Yeah. Did you figure out a karaoke song
1: yet, John? Oh, that was my homework too. And I didn't even think of one.
3: Oh, Bill. Sent us an email and says you should do "Living on a Prayer" by Bon Jovi. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I can see that. I can see that.
3: Woo! Rashad, they're
2: <laughs> doing a little closing time. That would be pretty good. I think. Oh, yeah. oh that's Sonic.
3: right. <laughs> uh, after your white stuff joke, maybe you should do right stuff by new kids on the block or something <laughs> like that.
2: <laughs> Didn't
3: Weird Al do a white stuff
2: song? Oh,
1: maybe oh, he did.
2: He might have. Didn't he do the like the stuff inside an Oreo, isn't that what the the basis of the song was?
1: Oh, maybe. <laughs> I don't know.
3: I just know Eat It. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure he did many others. But uh, Eat It is a classic
2: that's uh, that really is that really is i saw that uh and, and i think it was i think it was right but i saw that they're doing a biopic or something like that on weird al and they got harry potter to play weird al no. daniel, yeah. daniel radcliffe
1: radcliffe really yeah i saw that today actually yeah you're yeah. right no way i'd watch I'm that
2: sure just I out of so.
3: curiosity
2: Yeah. As long as it's a, you know, I I got a feeling and I don't know anything about Weird Al. I got a feeling that's going to be a very tragic and (laughs) unentertaining story. I don't think that's going to be like, I'm thinking like uh, probably the hair that's that's matching up. But I'm thinking, I wonder if it's going to be as good as like private parts, the the Howard Stern one. And I feel like this is going to be a, a very depressing story.
1: Yeah. yeah, anyone who's uh, that funny is pushing some stuff down and uh, holding it deep down inside. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> can, but
3: can you imagine, though, Daniel Radcliffe doing Eat It, though, in the movie, though? Uh, I
2: don't know. I, I, I lost
3: think. on Jeopardy, baby. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: there, it, uh, is, it is Weird Al. The white stuff is the lyrics or the, the, the title of the song. Okay. And singing about an Oreo.
3: <laughs> so Rashad, You got a few options there for karaoke. And uh, hey, people can send in any more feedback if they want for future considerations at gmail.com. John is taking requests. <laughs> hey, how did we do on our football picks from the OT?
0: Second and 12. Mahomes. Open Hill Touchdown.
1: Well, um, you guys did well. JD Moffat went two and four, while you and Manny each went five and one. So nice job! And
2: which one did you get wrong, Manny?
3: Oh, I I took Dallas, but I was more than happy to lose that.
2: Okay, (laughs) I was trying to think of which one because I I had said the Patriots uh, as an upset sort of. So I was happy that I went five and one. Um, Yeah pumped about the 49ers thrilled that I actually placed that bet <laughs> R- Rashad I got uh, I, I'm ready to parlay on Sunday what were the three games on Sunday um, the,
3: the box to win box, the Niners to win Niners and then the, and Chiefs.
2: the Chiefs right had it all laid out had it in the in the box to, to bet and click play or pay or whatever it was didn't do it
1: oh no no <laughs> <laughs> would've, he would have won big. Bet bet two
2: would have won seven boys, it would have been over. That's that's dollars, <laughs> not uh not any other zeros right? in there, but that's hundred, right? Hundred thousand.
3: Wow. I did win some money. Uh, you know I don't bet on the Eagles games. And, yeah. Yeah. Um but I did win some money on the uh on the Bengals and the Bills on okay. Saturday. And yeah. the Rams. And the Rams on Monday night too. So I got um,
2: one one bet late on uh, uh, on the Chiefs game that uh, that helped a little bit, but that was I it. just
3: didn't like any of the odds there. Yeah. The uh, although, heck, I should have just put big money on all the games five and one. I would mm-hmm. have been uh, I would have been in the block.
2: It would have been something, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Which one do you guys think was the most impressive one from the first weekend?
3: As far as wins go, like I don't think anybody had Buffalo hammering, pummeling, curb-stopping the New England Patriots <laughs> as bad as they did last week. Like 47-17, Buffalo winning that game. It was 27-3 at halftime. I don't think anybody had Buffalo beating Bill Belichick. And the Patriots that bad. That's that's pretty impressive. And I got to say, I, I hate the Cowboys. So the way they lost was absolutely hilarious. How do you not know that the referee has to spot the ball? That you think you can spot it yourself and get a playoff. after? And the play call at That'd the end of the rain. game. Yeah, instead of throwing the ball towards the end zone. No, we're going to do a QB sneak up the middle like that. The Dallas Cowboys have had three playoff wins in the last 25 years. Wow. Mark Sanchez, the owner of the butt fumble that will go down in NFL history. He has four playoff wins. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, it's funny you mentioned that because I did a little bit of digging and, and Dallas was kind of the feature of that because Thinking like there, that is the most valuable franchise in in the NFL, and it has been a long time since they have seen success. It's been twenty six years since they won a Super Bowl, which was nineteen ninety five, their last Super Bowl. So it got me thinking about all the other teams that are at the top of the most valuable list, and they suck too. The, <laughs> the Knicks, the Knicks are the most valuable NBA team. They haven't won since nineteen seventy three. The Rangers are the most valuable NHL team. They haven't won since a year, not to be disclosed in this conversation. (laughs) I wasn't going to say it. I wasn't going to say it. The Yankees haven't won a World Series since 2009. So that's one championship between the four most valuable franchises in sports in the 2000s and combined 113 years since titles.
3: Crazy, isn't it?
2: That's, that's insane to me.
3: Yeah. And with all those teams, everybody will argue that the the leagues would be better if those teams were winning, right? But I argue that the leagues are just doing fine with them losing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. I don't think they're concerned with that at all. I mean, back to your original question there, Rashad. Uh, the, the one that stood out for me was the Rams game on Monday. I mean, that 34-11, I think they played that game about as perfectly as you can, right? They they didn't force Matthew Stafford to win that game. He only threw the ball 17 times, When 13 for 17, threw two touchdowns, no interceptions. The defense against a pretty good Cardinals team that had been pretty good on on, uh, on offense all year long, 183 total yards of offense in, in the Cardinals' hands. And same thing, Manny, like you were saying with the Bills game, When uh, when I looked up, and saw the score uh, on Monday night didn't didn't jump into it right away but I look at that at the halftime it's 21 nothing at the half i mean that was over and done with it at that point too so a pretty impressive victory for them as well
1: well they were calling that buffalo game a perfect game right a perfect offensive game
3: yeah like the bills seemed like they couldn't do
1: anything wrong
2: right like, but there were no punts there were no Turn there was it was a bunch of zeros i, know, I forget what all of them were but yeah you're right was on no that. Punt,
1: was no field goals no turnovers touchdown on every single drive mm-hmm. and right?
2: the only one they didn't was at the end of the game when they were taking knees right so, yeah, and, yeah. And, it, and it ran away from it
3: so those were their only two minus plays mm-hmm. in the game were the knees that they were taking and yeah. and it didn't matter if they were throwing or running the ball they had success
1: mm-hmm. yeah that's crazy. So now we have the division matchups are set. Uh, we've got plenty of questions and comments about our picks for this coming weekend. So let's get your picks. So the Bengals visit the Titans, and the Chiefs host the Bills in the AFC. Well, in the NFC, the Niners visit the Packers, and the Rams go to Tampa Bay to face the Bucks. Who you guys got?
3: Wow. Can we, can we only get one wrong again this weekend? <laughs> well, I don't know. Let's go perfect. Yeah. I say let's go Perfect. Listen, everybody should send a thank you card to the Philadelphia Eagles because the offensive line for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is banged up. They're starting right tackles, may not even play. Their center is hurt. And after watching the Rams defense beat up on Arizona, the Rams have a legit shot to beat Tampa Bay in this game. In fact, I think I'm going to pick the Rams to win this. Um The Niners at Green Bay, Garoppolo has got a bad, strained shoulder, so he's going to play on one shoulder, I guess. I don't even know if they're going to go to Trey Lance. They may run the ball every single play, and I think Green Bay wins that one. AFC, I still like the Chiefs to beat the Bills, even though Buffalo looked fantastic. And um, I think Joe Burrow looks really, really good. I think he's going to give Tennessee all they can handle. I have some questions about the Bengals' defensive line and their offensive line, so I think Tennessee wins a tight one. So, Titans, Chiefs, Packers, Rams.
2: Okay, ours are going to look a little bit different here. I'm going to take the Bengals as the upset team. Right now, It's lines three and a half. Uh, I like the Bengals. I, I like what they're trying to do, and I think everything is going to depend on uh, what's going to happen with the run in Tennessee uh, in the regular season, at least Cincinnati, the fifth best rushing defense in the NFL. So I'll take my chances with them because I do think that in offense as a whole, the Bengals are a better team than Tennessee and, and what Tennessee has to bring, despite the fact that Derrick Henry is expected to come back. We just don't know what Derrick Henry is, is going to show up. I think the Packer game ends up being a bit of a blowout. I think it's the most one-sided playoff game that we have out of these four uh, that are, are coming up uh, this this coming weekend. I'll take Tom Brady all the way into the ground uh, against the Rams. Although I do like what the Rams have done, I think this is one of those games where you know we you know everybody talks about Matthew Stafford and oh he's always got to throw an interception. He's always gonna he can't do that in this game like this is going to have True. to be the exact same thing that you just did to Arizona. You're going to have have to replicate that on the road against a much better quarterback and and uh, a team that's coming off a Super Bowl win. And that Buffalo Kansas City game, I don't even care who wins that one, I don't think. Like that that's set up to be one of the best football games we've seen in the last 3-4 years, right? The non-Super Bowl games. Um, I mean I don't want to take Buffalo because I don't think it gets better than that. And that concerns me, the performance that they put on against the Patriots. So I'll take Kansas City at home and don't feel bad about it. But either way, I'm really looking forward to that game.
3: Should be a great one. They're saying it could be a classic shootout. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. The over right now, and I thought this was interesting. The line is 55.
3: Ooh, that's enticing.
2: I would take that all day right now. Yeah,
3: that's enticing. I
2: think this game could end up being 62-61 with a, a missed field goal brought back <laughs> out of the end zone for an extra point.
1: Wait a minute. Wait, can lo- I do that
2: in this league? I get, the- I get confused.
3: <laughs> so the Chiefs have a a two and are two-and-a-half-point favorites heading into that game. That's tight. Yeah. 47 is the lowest total between Cincinnati and Tennessee. Interesting. Although Niners-Packers is 47 and a half.
2: Yeah. So not and the much difference. Rams-Bucks is 48 and a half. So it's, oh. uh, it's all right around there. But yeah, even the odds. I mean, the Packers at five and a half over San Francisco, I'd take that all day right now, the way that that sits. Tennessee's three and a half. Buccaneers are three. Chiefs are two and a half. They're all tight games for sure.
3: Should be good. Can you? is incredible you know guys i gotta be honest i have goofballs unbelievable oh my god wow
1: and now it's time for our play of the week i picked this one because it was so easy and it involved my vancouver canucks highmore comes in for vancouver now
0: mott oh he scores what a goal tyler mott put it between the legs and roofed it past vasilevsky how about that for a skill move from tyler mott
1: Tyler Mott takes the pass and goes between his legs to score against Andre Vasilevsky of the Tampa Bay Lightning. I didn't know he could do that. Yeah, that was quite the move.
3: <laughs> that was
1: pretty impressive.
3: That was quite the move.
1: How many goals of the year candidates have we had already this season? There's We're been, only halfway through. There's been some beauties. I know. It's going to be
3: tight.
2: And a couple yeah. of Vancouver Canucks in there, too.
1: Yeah, and some great saves, too, by Thatcher Demko. Are you still pessimistic,
3: or are you optimistic about the Canucks' chances?
1: Uh, I'm still slightly pe- pessimistic. I'm less pessimistic than I was, but I'm still still <laughs> leaning towards them not making the playoffs.
3: So we can't least... get the pendulum to swing on this guy.
1: <laughs>
2: the, but the second he says it, there could be two games left in the season. They don't even have to win a game. When, when John Rashad says, I'm in, they're going to make it. That building is going to catch fire, or something's <laughs> going to happen. That that, that teams—they're not even going to play the games, and somehow the league's going to be like, you know what? Screw these guys. They forfeit both of them, one nothing. They're they're out. We don't need them. Something like that's going to happen.
3: Yeah, yeah. We don't need them.
2: We don't need them. We're going back to thirty-one teams.
1: <laughs> the hole opens up and swallows the Vancouver Canucks. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Uh,
3: Our play of the week is brought to you by London Awnings, quality that shows.
2: The only thing that survives is a little Johnny Canuck logo off the sleeve of somebody's (laughs) old jersey to remember him by. Oh,
0: man.
1: And uh, speaking of hockey, the NHL All-Star rosters have been announced, including the four players voted in by the fans in the last man in contest. Of the players chosen, who are your biggest snubs?
2: Uh, I mean, Nazem Kadri is second in the league at assists and fifth in points, and is the top scorer of the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, how is he not in the All Star game? If that's all yeah. we're gonna do, really, if we're just picking the best offensive players and the top guys and uh, and all that, I mean, you're missing the guy who's got the second. He's got more assists this year than Connor McDavid. The only guy that's got uh, more assists than him is Jonathan Huberdeau uh, at 38. And he's he's playing for a team that has, has been the offensive juggernaut that everybody was hoping for in the last little bit, has really turned the corner. And he seems to be in a really good place there. I mean, that that to me is an obvious one.
3: It's a good thing the Vance voted him in, right? Uh, at least yeah. the fans got it
2: right. No kidding. But the fact that he can't get get in based on those selections. I mean that's terrible.
3: Do you have a snub, John?
1: Yeah, mine and I'm happy about it though. Brad Marchand, I'm so <laughs> glad he's not in that game. I cannot stand that guy. See, I knew you were going to say that because you had uh-huh. put on Facebook that you were prepared to
3: open a GoFundMe <laughs> to make sure this guy never played a game again.
1: <laughs> that's right. <laughs>
3: he's on pace for 114 points this year Rashad how
1: is he not in the all-star game that is true (laughs) 56 goal is he's on pace for I don't know I I hate him I hate him I don't hate a lot of people but uh Mark Messier and Brad Marchand I think are Two players I cannot stand.
2: <laughs> you know, Mark Messier's got a new book out. If you if you're looking for some some reading material,
3: uh, I've got oh, a request yeah. for him to be on the show. <laughs> 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 Listen, I got a few snubs. Uh, Jacob Markstrom and Matt, you talked about him being uh, up for the Vesna last week. He's got a 926 save percentage. He could easily get in over John Gibson, and they should have picked yeah. Troy Terry of the Ducks and not John Gibson. Terry's another one who got voted in, and that was really good to see. You mm-hmm. talked about Kadri. Miko Rantanen, he's got 46 mm-hmm. points, only three behind Kadri. So yep. you can make an argument for him. I have no idea how Aaron Eckblad is not in this game with 35 points on the season. Mm-hmm. I think what it comes down to is – They've got to change the format. You you can't have a player from every single team Mm -hmm. represented in this All-Star game in this day and age. Mm -hmm. You've got to change that format. Clayton Keller's got 29 points, and he's in the game. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think that format goes back to when there wasn't the NHL package and you couldn't watch every team on any given night. So the only time you got to see some of these players was during the All-Star game. And those days are so far gone that it, they need to change it. What do you guys think, though, of uh, Sidney Crosby having a terrible year but not being in the All-Star game? Is that, that feels a little strange, even though he's only got five goals. He shouldn't be in the All-Star game.
0: Yeah. Uh,
2: I mean, if you want to... So- there's I I don't like all star games, um to begin with, and and there's there's a few reasons why, and I will recite those alphabetically over the next <laughs> twenty to twenty five minutes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I hate fan voting. I hate it in the all star game. You it, I, it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me. I but they got it right it, here, it's a Matt.
3: Popularity contest. But, but they got it's it right, right here. They got Kadrian. They got Terry
2: because those guys were left off the list. Like Yeah, but the, the fans got it right. The fans were given a, a very small number of people to vote Come on. on. And actually yeah, I think
1: that's how you do it. If you let the fans vote the entire roster, it's a disaster. If you let them just do one or two spots, then I'm okay with
2: it. Yeah, it should the All-Star games should be voted on by head coach and general manager of each team in the NHL or whatever league. And that's it. That that's where those teams come from, and absolutely, it should be whoever is an all star. We're not counting, uh, you know, all their previous history. We're not counting, oh, this guy plays for the Arizona Coyotes, so he's got to get in because we got to represent the Arizona Coyotes. If if there's a guy on the Arizona Coyotes that's got 29 points, nobody cares about him, and nobody's there to watch him. So you have to decide what you're doing with the All Star game. If you want it to just be like a Hall of Fame game, and you can invite all the recognizable names, then you do that. Or you just pick the best guys and realize that you're watching the best guys in the league that are having the best seasons. I don't like that fans get involved in voting because that's, like you said, Rashad, it ends up being a popularity contest. And anything that these people are doing go out the window because this guy plays in Boston and this guy plays in Anaheim. And guess what has a a better following or a, a bigger following for hockey? So I think it is something that should be given a lot more prestige to be an all-star and to be selected by an all-star. And that's why I think it it's out of the fans' hands and into the people who are around these players and see the best players in the league, if that's what you're trying to highlight.
3: I think podcast hosts should vote.
2: <laughs> well, we know Brad Marchand's that? not getting in, so <laughs> ain't going to work here either. <laughs> so, sorry, Brass.
1: Not only are you not getting into the All-Star game, you're suspended from the NHL
2: <laughs> We found a GoFundMe that has $11.73 on it.
0: And you said,
2: <laughs> it apparently used to be Bitcoin money, that, say that says that you should not be allowed to play hockey for the rest of your life.
1: <laughs> the official reason for suspension, John Rashad doesn't like the cut of your gym. Yeah. Oh, man. Don't like you. He hates me. and then one of the most popular messages we've been getting from our listeners is to pick who wins the nhl all-star game do you guys have an opinion on that
3: well there's only one answer it's the pacific division not because of the vancouver canucks that are there and thatcher demko but connor mcdavid's on that team leo leon dry johnny goudreau Timu Meyer, all he did was score five goals in one game. Uh-huh. Marks, Mark Stone, Alex Petrangelo, Troy Terry, like, come on. That side is stacked. It's got to be the Pacific, isn't it?
1: That's the division I would pick, and that's the division I watch the most. So maybe I'm biased, but that's my pick too.
2: Yeah, and I think if you look at some of the uh, the other divisions that are out there, and, and it, it's impressive to see how much of a drop-off there is in a lot of these divisions, mostly in the Eastern Conference. Like, you look at the East, and there's, you know, the Florida, Tampa, Toronto, all at 50 points. Boston's at 46. The Wings are sitting at 41. And then it goes right down to 29. 24 19 god who's got 19 points the entire season as a team and then you go into the (laughs) metropolitan division and it's 54 52 51 51 dropping off to 35 did they make a spelling mistake there 19 points in the whole season for one team (laughs) so I, i i'm with you guys too
1: wow unanimous this almost never happens and the
3: pacific will get smoked Watch. It's going to be the biggest upset <laughs> in 2022.
1: <laughs> we'll look as bad as JD Moffitt did this past weekend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, worse. <laughs> Are you ready? And now it's time for rapid fire staying with hockey. The Montreal Canadiens announced their new GM on Tuesday. Player agent Kent Hughes gets the job. What do you think of the hire? I'll start with Manny cuz I'm sure this'll be good.
3: Yeah, being the Habs fan, that he is <laughs> uh, Kent Hughes who is bilingual by the way. The name may not give it away, oh, but Montreal. he does speak He does speak French. Uh how much success have player agents had as general managers
1: Funny,
3: I was in the National Hockey League?
1: Uh, was Brian Burke ever yep. an agent? He was. He, was. he started started out out was.
3: As an agent. Yep. So he may have the most success uh, out of all of them. Who, who's the guy in Vancouver? Your boy Gillis?
1: Oh, yeah.
3: How did he do?
1: <laughs> Bang up, job. <John. laughs>
3: <laughs> Listen. If if there was ever any doubt that Jeff Gorton is really going to be the GM of this hockey team, it should all be cleared up about now. Kent Hughes is going to be a nice puppet for Jeff Gorton <laughs> as he will pull the trigger on all the moves. And they may categorize it as he's learning on the job because he's never been a GM before. But really, this is Jeff Gorton's world, and Kent Hughes is just living at it. And he's <laughs> going to be the face who will actually speak to the media in French and explain all the moves that Jeff Gorton is going to control. If there's one upside here, Hughes has got some pretty good names as an agent, Bergeron being one of them, Nurse being another. Um, you know, Maybe he's able to convince a few players to sign in Montreal using his player agent status and relationships but Montreal has no cap space anyway so if if that's gonna happen it's not gonna happen anytime soon this is Jeff Gordon's world Jeff Gordon's show and this move just solidifies that answer for me
2: yeah you might say uh, that uh, that Kent Hughes is a, a fantoche which uh, is French for puppet because <laughs> as you said I think it's fantoche fantoche maybe
3: um, yeah. let me ask my she, nine-year-old she knows french better I, than all I of know. us combined hey
2: ev ev what's puppet <laughs> puppet in french what <laughs> yeah i mean i and i am with you a hundred percent so in the in this release or in the uh, the conference, it's mentioned even that Jeff Gordon and him are going to have uh, complementary uh, complementary roles or something along those lines. He's a buddy of his, I guess. They've done yes. a bunch of deals together. The Montreal native Jeff Gordon does not speak French, and and this is this is exactly what what you say it is, Manny. This is he's going to bring his buddy along. This is going to be the GM. Jeff is basically going to be pulling the strings. You go talk and explain why we did this and this, but this is why it's, it's going to happen. So, and the one thing that I find interesting, I read a couple articles about about him and, and it sounds like he's a great guy and, and the, the people that have played with him really like him, really respect him. sounds like he's a guy that listens to the whole room and, and all of that, uh, which is exactly what you want out of out of your GM. The, the one thing that I see that continuously gets brought up, and this is what I'm looking forward to, to watching uh, develop with, with him, is they're talking about the Darnell Nurse deal that he got, that the massive contract that Darnell Nurse got, some of the deals that he's gotten for some of his other guys. I want to see how this translates to not giving those away, because if you're so good at getting $84 million for seven years for Darnell Nurse, are you just as good getting... Sixty-four million for Darnell Nurse or sixty million out of seven? I don't think so, and I don't know how that translates now for a guy who was only trying to get more money for his players to now have conversations with agents that are like, "No, no, no, that's that's way too much. That's way too much." So I don't like the mix yet. I don't really see um, how it succeeded in in a lot of situations. I think it's a little outside the blocks for sure. I think it's Jeff Gordon's the call, like you said. I'm I'm skeptical of this one for sure.
1: Jennifer from Huntsville sent us a question about what's going on down under. Novak Djokovic. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. no. <laughs> you lost us, Rashad. What what's going on down under? Well, Jennifer. quite a lot actually. People have had a lot to say about what's going on down under.
2: Jennifer, <laughs> family show, Jennifer,
1: because <laughs> we are all twelve. <laughs> Uh, So Novak Djokovic lost his appeal and was deported from Australia for being unvaccinated, and now he obviously is not playing in the Australian Open. Jennifer wants to know if Djokovic should have been allowed to play.
3: (laughs) Okay, serious question. Although (laughs) we had a little bit of fun with the wordsmithing. Uh, uh, Well, Rashad, you're the big tennis guy. Why don't you go up first on this one? Yeah, okay.
2: I say and you no. You love Novak Djokovic. Yes. You, missed another, you missed the name when you were talking about the people you hate. And I knew that this was coming up, and I wanted to see if you were going to set the table for it. So you go right ahead. And you Look. tell us in alphabetical order for the next 20 minutes. Well, I know Matt Djokovic is the third guy on that list of athletes you hate.
1: <laughs> to me, I've always thought he's a spoiled brat, and this proves it to me. So, like, middle of December, he goes and attends a basketball game, and he's photographed hugging players from both teams who tested positive for COVID later on. So he ends up announcing he took a COVID test and was positive. And then he goes and attends another event with youth tennis players. And then, uh, what else was it now? Oh, and then, of course, he had said earlier in the year that he was not going to get vaccinated. So he actually is, this is the second time he caught COVID. He has to withdraw from the ATP Cup. And then he tries to get into Australia to play in the... Australian Open. Like, no, of course he shouldn't have been allowed to play, especially uh, not even just from a sports perspective, but until a few weeks ago, Australia had done really well with COVID and they're trying to keep a lid on it. And they've had so many restrictions down there that it would have been a public disaster for politicians to let him in and play, I think.
3: Nobody was allowed in the country, right? For a bit there? Yeah. That's right. And so this guy shows up knowing the rules in the country but he still shows up. Ah, I'm unvaccinated, but I'm Novak Djokovic. They gotta yeah. let me in, right? I've won <laughs> this thing nine times.
1: That's right. No, yeah. there's no,
3: there's no different rules for you compared to every other human on this earth, especially in the middle of a pandemic that's killed millions of people. <laughs>
1: and doing some research for this show too i went and looked at some of the uh, tennis uh facebook pages like for tennis channel and everyone's like all the conspiracy stuff you see on every other website it's big pharma and follow the money and all this stuff and you're just going oh my god really
2: (laughs) the the fact that he's so blatantly clear about it too like you said he's going out and hanging out with guys taking pictures with people like walking around with with the, like you said kids trying to get into countries that wouldn't let him in like it's it's a it's a bizarre story it really is like it's in all seriousness it's incredibly dangerous that this guy's walking around and, and, you know, even if you were to make an exception of letting him in, I certainly wouldn't trust him to just stay in his hotel room or whatever you'd have to do when he, when he was there to play anyways. I don't think there's any way you can let him play in this.
1: No. And then I heard a reporter in Australia say, it's not even like we have to go and do all of this digging. We just look at his Instagram and see what date the photos are tagged. (laughs)
3: The easiest story you'd have to write as a (laughs) reporter. Unbelievable, this guy.
1: (laughs) And then uh, we got a social media message from Paul in Fort Erie following the Kodak black moment at the Florida Panthers NHL game last week where he was caught on video having sex in a luxury suite.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Now that's a Kodak moment.
1: That's That's right.
2: (laughs) Hey, Jennifer, what's going on down under? (laughs)
1: That was a Grand Slam champion move if I've ever seen one.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, um, I feel like that happened at uh, the Rogers Center when it first opened, didn't it? Yeah, in, in one of the windows,
2: right? In the, in, the, uh, in the hotel. Yeah. Well, Skydome at the time, right?
1: Yeah, but. that's right. I
3: was going to say, in Vancouver, do you know something we don't, Rashad, or what's going on?
1: (laughs) Um, So Paul wants to know, what's the weirdest thing we've seen at a hockey game?
2: Oh, man. I was at a game once I saw the Canucks win, but I can't make that joke (laughs) anymore because they're actually playing pretty well. (laughs) Uh, So I was broadcasting a game in Plymouth. Uh, with our good friend Fred Wallace, who uh, when he gets the internet is going to join us on the show, <laughs> and in the middle of the game, they they always do the different games that they play with the kids, the Tim Hortons games and all that stuff. And so, um, one of the games that they were doing was just a little little kid contest. They were skating back and forth on on the ice, and the one kid must have been nervous or, or had uh, a bit too much to eat before he went on the ice, and and as he's skating across center ice right on the Plymouth Whalers logo he throws up <laughs> all, over the, all over the ice
0: oh my goodness Do you see what just happened there? have a look at center ice uh, Matt oh my wow that is a first in minor hockey games between periods they're trying to keep the one kid from skating through it man oh man I'm not sure what that kid had for supper tonight. He doesn't have much of it left. Oh, man. There is a kid here tonight in Plymouth, Michigan who yarped all over the whale. Right, right in the spout, too. I. I <laughs> <laughs> And here's the capra, and this is the last thing I'll say about that kid. <laughs> he was wearing a full face shield. Oh, man. Oh, 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 oh. Maybe a bit of a delay to start the you know, third. I don't know that they can get that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hisham and Brace have scored for Owen Sound. The attack leaded 2-1 after one period of play. You know you know what the irony is? Now they're gonna have Chuckapuck. <laughs> I think the kid they gotta give this kid the prize
3: that was so good you guys, you guys called it live on the radio during the if, intermission
2: if you want to call what we were talking about or trying to get through more laughing than anything that play then, uh, calling it then, then sure the event after they cleaned it up was Chuckapuck puck. <laughs> That takes the cake for me.
3: I remember working late in the newsroom back in Owen Sound while the game was on, and I had it on in the background, and I heard this live on the radio. Like It was amazing. I, I, I've seen a lot of different things, from fans <laughs> punching each other during the middle of a game in Peterborough. <laughs> And I had to call a fight and a goal within uh-huh. seconds of one another. And now we've got some screaming in front of us between the fans. We might have a brawl in the fan section here in Peterborough. Whoa. Here we go. Back to action on the ice. Kirk to Paquette. Long shot. Missed the target. It's been a while since I've seen a good fan scrap. The cops are now standing six feet in front of me. This is beautiful. Play continues on, Thomas, back to McNamara at the point, over to Paquette, left point, shot. And you can hear the fans cheering because a fan has been kicked out by the police. This is amazing. Drop the gloves here, fans. Fans are still screaming at each other here. Here is Thomas. Plays it off the boards and gets it out of the Peterborough zone. It's Rathkin in his own end. Oh, the cops are... Oh, now there's a fight! Now they're throwing. We've got a fan brawl here right in front of me. Play continues on the ice. Boca, left wing corner, trying to throw it out in front. Play continues on. Referee is saying play on the ice, even though we've got a brawl in the fans. There's a chance they score. Luke Polka scores. And half the building doesn't even know about it because they're looking at the brawl in the fan section behind the Peterborough bench. But the captain, Luke Boca, has scored. And it's one nothing Windsor. Unbelievable turn of events here. I saw a mascot, the old Owen Plater mascot, get hit by one of the vehicles in an intermission. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. The mascot was just fine. <laughs> um, the best part might have been Matt and I losing our shit when we saw Steven Stamkos on the ice in a 7-1 game trying (laughs) to figure out why he had four goals. It was 7-1 and Sarnia was putting out their number one power play unit with Stamkos again and we're losing our shit on the radio and then we figured out, oh, they're trying to get somebody to win ten thousand dollars because if a player scores five goals in a game, somebody wins ten grand. And so we didn't figure out what was we going were, on.
2: We were disgracing the franchise. We were about we were on commercial break away from writing David Branch ourselves to tell us what what the sardinest thing players and coaches were doing to this poor Owen Sound team who had suffered enough that night. <laughs> Here it is. They're trying to win somebody. I think it was more than that. I think it was like twenty grand or something like that. Because Terry was it Terry Doyle that was telling us that story afterwards. Yeah. Um, when when we had him on earlier this uh, this year and that it, they had had to stop that because it that, that promotion because it actually happened a couple times.
3: <laughs> it's a lot of money to give away. That is a lot and, of money, and it didn't help that we were hung over calling the game too. So. <laughs> <laughs> You were. I was still drinking.
2: <laughs> the one night Manny suggests shots for goals.
3: I didn't say which team.
1: <laughs> I haven't seen that many weird things in a game. The most the most unusual thing I can remember and I talked about it when we were all sharing our great sports memories it was the one time where uh, Vancouver Canucks goal went in in the Stanley cup final and the refs didn't see it go in. And then they had to replay about four minutes of the game after they determined the puck did go in. So that was, that's about the strangest thing I've seen But the, that was not in person. That was just on TV.
3: That never
2: happens. Weird scenario yeah. from, from Sarnia again, it's weird stuff happens when, when we're <laughs> calling games at Sarnia, but like a couple weeks ago, Fred and I were calling the, the attack game. And it was, um, what it was, uh, Ewins that had said it scored for Owen sound. The was within the first two minutes of the game shot goes in and out of the net. No one reacts. Play goes on for another couple minutes. A penalty gets called. They, at the, at the time of the penalty review, the play, acknowledge the goal, count the goal, but they still kept the penalty, which I didn't understand because if the last few minutes didn't count, how did a penalty happen? But
3: – Did they did they wind back the clock too?
2: I, they did not wind back the clock.
3: So they just said the play continued on. Play, they and scored. And we're just going to give a goal.
2: We continued on. There was a goal. Yeah, like I'm, I'm trying to think now. Now you've got me thinking. I, I don't remember them changing the clock back because the goal was at like 100 seconds in. Like it was – it was one. It had to have been one forty or something like that. Was the time of the first goal? But they still kept the penalty, which in theory wouldn't have necessarily happened. Have
1: happened, yeah, yeah.
2: Which was strange. So I don't know.
1: Is that Sorry. the game I produced? Was I producing that game back no, at the station? No, this
2: was the. Um, no, it, was, it actually sounded pretty good. It was Steve Ritchie that was doing it.
3: <laughs> The officials will double park. They just wanted to get on yeah, with the game. Yeah. Well,
2: they were all winter <laughs> guys, so uh, they they had a long uh, they had a long trek back. <laughs>
1: uh, and then finally, we have another request for pump it or dump it. This is from Angela in Auburn Hills, Michigan. She wants to know what we think of the first release from the weekend's new album.
0: I don't
1: song is called sacrifice by the weekend so angela wants to know if you'd pump it or dump it
2: I, I love the weekend you know that i think he's got a he's got a great voice it's a smooth it's a smooth song i was hoping for a little bit more i was as i was listening to it it's it's good it's not great i i don't i mean i'll still play it at manny's pool this summer but uh it's it's not his best i don't mind it
1: though yeah, in the same way, I don't mind it. I agree, it's not his best, but I'm like you, I love the weekend. So even a not so good weekend song is still pretty good.
3: Guys, he's going downhill. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> the weekend's career started up high. All his songs were hot jams. Uh-huh. He's been falling off a cliff since the Super Bowl show. Like, come on.
2: Well, what was the one song so, he did where he had all the bandages and he like changed his face and stuff? Or maybe that—that—that's probably where it started for him.
3: Like seriously, this is not a, this. This sounds like Michael Jackson, right? Yeah, is this sucks. not like? Isn't this like a?
1: <laughs> what did that guy ever do? Yeah. This
3: this sounds like Michael Jackson. Like he's got a Michael Jackson feel to this song. I, I'm with you guys. I'm mad, but I'm more mad. Thumbs down. Like I'm, I'm not a huge fan of this.
2: If I never hear it again, I'm okay. But if I'm three sheets to the wind, poolside, I'll be, I'll be just singing the word "sacrifice" because I don't know any of the other words of it. But
3: <laughs> <laughs> we gotta respond to these people too, and uh, who give us the requests. Angela, do you like this song? Yeah. Like. Like, come on.
2: Yeah, we need to know where these people are coming from. God forbid we get another request from Kiefer.
3: <laughs> oh, he reached out. He's good. he's getting a list together for you boys. Oh, he's
2: a good – he should be uh, – isn't he busy trying to find the new general manager for his uh, upstart Las Vegas Raiders? Yeah. <laughs>
3: Well, he's doing something about the Raiders. He's picking, he's picking the next coach. He's picking the next GM. He's I, I, picking the next first round pick.
2: I send him a I send him a message there after they uh, uh, they, they blew him out. He told me that they've got a good foundation. <laughs> <laughs> you blow out your you lose in the first round of the playoffs, you blow out your general manager and your head coach, and you're in a good spot?
3: <laughs> Sounds like the Vancouver Canucks all over again.
1: <laughs>
2: they just need a head coach named Bruce and they'll be all set.
1: <laughs> you know what I got thinking about? How many songs have we actually liked that we've done on Pump It or Dump It? What's our percentage, do you think? I don't know. We'd
3: have to go back and look uh, at that. That's
2: a good question.
3: Hmm, we we'll go
1: back and research that.
3: I just keep listening to... Uh, Pitbulls. I feel good ever wow. since ever since that appeared on this show. I'm telling you, that's a great one. tune. That's a great jam.
2: That that was that was the that's the best song we've done on this. Yeah, yeah, I think it probably. Or is. fancy like how many times have we done fancy like six? <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. My my two daughters heard the one podcast where what whatever. Second song we did from him. Yeah, was that oh, the Lady one or the Cashew one, what? right? No, yeah, that was the remix version of Fancy. Like, but oh. didn't we do a? Yeah, we did. Somebody sent song. in "You Girl" or whatever the yep. hell that was called. Yep. Yeah, and, yeah. And the girls heard that I hated it on the podcast. Now they only tell Alexa to turn it on all the time just in spite of me. It's the worst thing ever. This is the worst part of the podcast ever because it's being thrown back in my face in my
1: own home.
2: (laughs) My home, Jerry.
1: (laughs) I'm just impressed that people that live with you actually listen to the podcast. <laughs> Only parts. do doesn't happen in my
3: house. <laughs> they, don't get, they don't get the down under jokes, though.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they think the podcast is the four minutes we talk about the song. That's, let's be reasonable. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Probably.
1: <laughs> and that ends another debate on For Future Considerations.
3: Yeah, we will be back later this week, believe it or not. We're coming back for more. Another episode (laughs) called The OT, where we will have a special guest. The general manager of the Windsor Spitfires, Bill Bowler, will join us.
2: Yeah, looking forward to that for sure as we hear about his playing career. The banner that uh, bears his name at the WFCU Center is one of the great Spitfires of all time. Uh, His transition from scouting to coaching to now managing a a junior team and having to do that during the pandemic should be a good one.
1: And in the meantime, you can follow us on social media for more debate and great content, podcast FFC on Twitter and Instagram, and for future considerations on Facebook.
2: Yeah, and uh, just to tee it up here, I I don't know if we're going to mention this or not, but uh, we are going to – we are going full steam ahead with – Re- returning to the poll that we were doing for the greatest sports movies of all time yeah, yeah let's talk
3: did. about that on uh on the ot let's get people going again well what are we down to the final 12 eight the elite eight are we at oh, the I elite we're eight down
2: to the are we not down to the final
3: four Ooh, yeah. even more interesting okay i think
2: we're in the final four
3: Okay, so stay tuned to Friday's episode of The OT where we'll talk more about the final four, the best sports movies of all time. We want to thank our sponsors on the show, London Awnings, Quality That Shows, and Shane Topolovic of Next Level Athletics in Windsor, specializing in sport training and nutrition and wellness.
2: Yeah, thanks again for listening, everybody. I'm sure we offended most of you, if not all of you. And if we (laughs) didn't... (laughs) then send us an email and, and let us know why but until then we'll talk to you on friday for the ot of for future considerations
0: that was a disgraceful performance in my opinion
3: in my opinion that sucked their mentality's awful their attitude's awful it's been their mo for the last three years tonight i saw and
0: heard one of the most disgusting rudest sick demonstrations